Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Dick Batista along with Nathan Jones and we are transmitting live from our station here on www.twave.tv, tweetcasting.tv and our various networks. We thank you for tuning in for today's program. As we're going to be looking at a verse-by-verse -verse study in eschatology or biblical prophecy, looking at the book of Zechariah chapter 14 as we're going to be looking at the millennium. So we encourage you to stay tuned and if you want to follow along live there on Facebook, Twitcasting, as well as our various networks. You'll also be able to blog or ask questions or comments for Nathan Jones or myself in this incredible subject matter. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. Uh, Zechariah 14 is one of the most amazing chapters in the Bible, and we feel honored, Lord, that uh, you're letting us allow Vic and I to teach it. So we do pray you open hearts and minds so we may know you better and rejoice in your victory. In your precious and wonderful name, amen. Amen. Again, thank you, Nathan Jones. You are tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition, a verse-by-verse -verse look in Zechariah chapter 14. We thank those of you that are watching us live and that are tuned in. And, of course, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Broward, Calvary Chapel Aventura, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here on www.twake.tv. We also want to talk to those of you that are tuned in that would like to be students of eschatology and biblical prophecy. We'd love to encourage you to be part of the Calvary Chapel Bible Prophecy School of Ministry as well as the Truth Will Set You Free. And, of course, it's a two-year program where you will be able to Grow in your knowledge of biblical prophecy and eschatology. Give us a call at 305-992-9537 for more information as we're into the first semester. And of course, for those of you who maybe would like to audit some classes for spiritual growth, you can do that as well. And of course, we want to encourage you to support the movie Voiceless that is coming out in October. We want to encourage you to check it out, Google it, find more information about it. It's about pro-life and uh, it's a great, great opportunity for us to make a difference in our country. Again, we thank you for tuning in for our program. Those of you that are watching us live, feel free to post your questions or your comments for us, those of you that are using social media. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you back on with us. 
Great to be on, brother. And uh, I gotta say, I am really excited about your school of Bible prophecy. What an opportunity for people to really focus on that. Thirty-one percent of the Bible is God's word. Thank you, Nathan. And uh, we are very excited as well. And uh, the 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 idea really and the heart behind this has come as you and I have been teaching on the subject now for many years, making in a sense online students and. You also do such a great job there at Lamb Lion with all the resources, Nathan, and now we have an opportunity to bring it to more students. I just think, yeah, what you're doing is incredible. 31% of the Bible is God's prophetic word. It's Bible prophecy, and it's such a neglected section, and you're created a whole school around it because you have such a burden for people to learn about God's word and get that hope that Bible prophecy brings. And So, brother, I commend you and all the people involved that uh, are making that happen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And you mentioned uh, uh, something important. It's, it, it is a subject matter, Nathan, that uh, it's, has been neglected and it continues to be. And uh, you and I, for many years, recognize that also many pastors and leaders, they're not giving attention to the subject matter. But it's such an exciting subject, Nathan, when we recognize, man, we can learn about the soon return of the Lord. We can learn about this incredible prophecy in the Bible. And therefore, we believe we need to bring this to people, right, Nate? Yeah, it's very important uh, because it provides the hope that we're looking for, that this world isn't all that there is. And that as bad as it gets right now, as we know it's going to get worse, but that's for a short time. And Jesus is coming back and he's going to set up his kingdom. And it'll be that's a kingdom right. of peace and righteousness and justice. And brother, that's exactly what we're covering today in Zechariah 14. Absolutely. So Nate, before we jump into Zechariah 14 and do a little bit of a review, would you be able to share with us a little bit about Lamb Lion Ministry, your contact information, and maybe some wonderful resources that individuals can get a hold of? Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that in a number of ways, primarily through our uh, television program, Christ and Prophecy, which is broadcast on the major networks all over the world. Our website is lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. There we have tons of articles, newsletters, social networks, uh, magazines, you name it. We have a wealth of information there from our senior uh, evangelist, Dr. David Reagan, and myself and others. And are the idea is to provide that free so that you can learn about God's prophetic word. And of course, we also have an online store, too. If you're interested in diving deeper, we have numbers of DVDs, MP3s, uh, you name it, books, we've got it, including my own book, The Twelve Faith Journeys of the Minor Prophets. And the whole whole idea is to, to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nathan Joseph. For those of you that are following and watching us live, that's that book there. And I think it's a fantastic resource uh, for you to have and make it part of your library. And again, excellent job, Nathan, uh, with you and Steve Howell on this wonderful resource. So thank you for sharing that with us. Praise the Lord. Excellent. So Nathan, we have been making our journey through the book of Zechariah, a verse-by-verse -verse, uh, study in biblical prophecy. Uh, as we were talking before the program, you reminded me that, boy, we have a lot of series we've done. We've done God's Mighty Angels through the book of Revelation. You also reminded me that we also have Daniel uh, in the scene there, right? So throughout the years, we've been able to cover a lot of materials. We've covered a lot of books. We've gone through the Thessalonians. We've gone through, I believe, uh, first, second, third John, right? We've gone through first and second Peter, James, Jude. Uh, man, you and I are <laughs> getting through the Bible. It's exciting. Exactly. And this way, anybody that's watching, Nathan, they have no excuse where they cannot be good students of biblical prophecy, right? <laughs> no, not at all. It's an important topic, and it shouldn't be neglected because 
in it is God's message of hope for us that uh, the future is bright. The future is very bright, and you know, Nathan, that's why I'm excited about today's program because you left us in a cliffhanger the last time that you and I were going <laughs> to Zechariah, and uh, we, 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 you left us in a really good portion of Scripture really after the judgment, after the situation in the tribulation, after the chaos, the thing, the parts the people normally freak out when they're reading Revelation. <laughs> and then you started bringing us into a whole different scene uh, in the millennium. Uh, would you be able to recap for us a little bit there in uh, chapter 14 uh, before we move on past verse 8? Sure. The last time that uh, we were together, we covered Zechariah 14 verses 1 through 8. And it is the return of Jesus Christ. Now, so far in history, the church has been raptured off this earth, and then the rest of the remainder of those left behind are facing seven years of tribulation, the worst time period in all of human history. The world is united under an antichrist and his false prophet. Twenty-one judgments from God fall on the world, and between the chaos of the people let loose to do whatever immoral thing they want under the antichrist, Half the world population dies. Uh, the destruction is incredible. The seas, the oceans, the grass, the trees, the mountains have been either collapsed or set on fire or poisoned. The earth is almost at its end. And the last ditch thing the Antichrist does is he gathers all the nations of the world together, all their armies, whoever's left alive, mm. and he marches them against Jerusalem because he hates Jerusalem, he hates the Jewish people. And he knows that Jesus Christ is going to come and save them. And for some reason, Satan in his ego, I guess, thinks that he can stop Jesus Christ. So he amasses this massive army there in anticipation of Jesus' return. So Nathan, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I was thinking, uh, you and I we also were talking, uh, you know, some people have seen the movies, The Lord of the Rings. And uh, they see the masses, yes. right? <laughs> and in reality, that's nothing in comparison to what you're telling us is really going to happen in the end times. No, it's like they're all trapped in Minas Tirith, and uh, the orc <laughs> armies have surrounded them, and, and, and they look like they're about to be doomed. The remaining Jewish people are... As a matter of fact, the, the Antichrist makes progress. He breaks through the walls. Right. Uh, we're told here the houses are rifled, the women ravished. And half the city goes to captivity. So the Antichrist looks like he's about to wipe out the Jewish people. Two-thirds of the Jewish people um, across the entire planet have been killed. The Antichrist hates them so much. Mm -hmm. But this is when Jesus returns. He waits to that very last second. How many movies have you seen where it looks like the heroes are exactly. there's no chance? They're their last leg. And this is what's happening here. The rescue comes at the very last second. Jesus bursts forth from the heavens. He's got his armies following him. That includes the saints, the church. That's us, brother, you and me. That's right. Riding white horses, following Jesus Christ back. And we don't engage the Antichrist. We watch Jesus himself engage the Antichrist. But first, he lands on the Mount of Olives, which is the, the hillside next to Jerusalem. And he lands with such an impact that it splits the mountain across the Kidron Valley. It knocks down the wall into Jerusalem, and it creates a path for the remainder of the Jewish people to flee to Jesus Christ for their protection. You know, and they weep and wail because they realize, here is the Messiah that they, they rejected 2,000 years ago, and he's finally here to save them again. And that's where we left off on Zechariah 14 so far. Amazing. And, and again, as you shared with us previously, this all reads like a fascinating movie. For anyone maybe following along Zechariah, 
they might actually ask themselves, is this really going to happen? And yeah, this is a, a reality that the Bible talks about uh, is going to come in the future. So we're very excited. Again, we want to thank those of you that are tuned in live. We know we have a bunch of you watching us live uh, via uh, Facebook Live as well as uh, T-Wave and Twitcasting. And go ahead and uh, post your questions or your comments for Nathan Jones with myself uh, regarding Zechariah chapter 14 as we are continuing to make our way through this incredible verse-by-verse -verse, uh, study uh, here in Zechariah 14. So yeah, Nathan, continue to take us through. This is super exciting. Okay, well, not only is the Lord's return uh, marked by His uh, fantastic arrival on the Mount of Olives, but it's a day like no other. The light is weird. Uh, there's a sign of, of Christ in the sky. And we get to verse 8, and it's weird. Uh, it, it kind of not just covers the Lord's return, but it also looks into the future a bit when Jesus sets up his kingdom, because he's going to set up a, a kingdom in the last 1,000 years on this earth. And so all of a sudden, verse 8 jumps into that kingdom. So we got Jesus coming in, about to rescue the Jewish people, and then all of a sudden we're given a glimpse of what that kingdom will be like. In verse 8 it says, In that day it shall be that living waters shall flow from Jerusalem, half of them towards the eastern sea, and half of them towards the western sea. In both summer and winter it shall occur. And so this is a verse telling us that, and we can read about this in Ezekiel 37, uh, 47 as well, is that eventually this spring will come up out of Jerusalem during the Millennial Kingdom, and it will create a river, and the river will flow, and it will, part of it, will, will one branch will go into the Mediterranean Sea, but the other branch will go down into the Dead Sea, and it will make the Dead Sea, which you've been there, is as dead as dead can be. It, it's, nothing can live in it. And uh, it's going to make it alive again, and fish will be there, and fishermen, and the whole area will be bountiful again. It, it's the area where Sodom and Gomorrah was, and it was destroyed by the Lord exactly. using sulfur. And so the salt content is so terrible there that it, nothing can grow. But that time period, there will be this river that flows out of Jerusalem. And another defining aspect, verse 9, is, And the Lord mm. shall be king over all the earth. In that day it shall be, the Lord is one, and his name Wow. Nathan, what an encouragement. So, so the time is coming where truly the Lord is going to reign on the earth. And that's why, Nathan, we, we, people need to recognize that the reason why we have so much difficulty here on the earth is because technically Satan is still uh, ruling this world. But the time will come, right, Nathan, when that's going to change. <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, certainly God is sovereign, and Jesus has a spiritual kingdom through the church. But the Davidic kingdom, the one we're waiting for, where he actually rules and reigns physically on this earth, as Zechariah 14 proves, for all you amillennialists out there who think we're living in the kingdom now, we're not, because there are clear verses in Scripture, especially here in Zechariah 14, yes. that say that Jesus will rule physically on this earth, and Revelation 20 tells us six times that it will last 1,000 years. Mm. And So these are the events leading up to it. And that's why this is so exciting to think that for those people that are discouraged out there that are wondering, is there hope for our world? Well, maybe not right now immediately, but the hope is coming, and the Lord Jesus is going to reign on the earth. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. So yeah, you continue to take us to these verses. This is really exciting. Verses 10 through 11 talk about a major right. refurbishment that Jesus is going to do to the land of Israel. Verse 10, all the land shall be turned into a plain from Geba to Rimen, south of Jerusalem. Jerusalem shall be raised up and inhabited in her place from Benjamin's gate to the place of the first gate and the corner gate and from the tower of Hananel to the king's winepress. 
the people shall dwell in it, and no longer shall there be utter destruction, but Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited. Mm. Nathan, and, and this is amazing. Of course, maybe someone hasn't traveled to Israel or Jerusalem, but there's a lot of mountains, especially when you're getting up to the city, right, Nathan? And to think the Bible says that there's going to these things are going to make made into plain, it is really mind-boggling. Well, it is, because uh, if anyone's familiar with the topography of Israel, it runs north to south, yes. and you've got the low coastal plains, and then it goes up to what's called the Shephala, which is a huge climb up the mountains, and there's a line of mountains that run north to south, and then you've got the Jordan River, which goes from right. the Sea of Galilee to the Dead Sea, and that's when the land just drops. I mean, it, it goes to the lowest point of the earth, mm -hmm. which is the Sea of Gal uh, sorry, the Dead Sea, and then it climbs up again back into the Jordan. And what this verse is telling us is that the mountains of Israel will be brought down and Jerusalem as they will become the capital city of the earth will be raised up and will be, as other verses tell us in the Bible, the highest place in the world. Now, there are four tremendous earthquakes that happened during the tribulation time period. And most of them uh, were told to flatten the mountains and exactly. sink the islands. So when we get to the Millennial Kingdom, the topography of the entire planet will not look like it does now. All the maps that we have, mm -hmm. Google Earth, throw them out, <laughs> because during the Millennial Kingdom, the whole Earth is going to be shaped differently with Jerusalem as the highest place in the world. Excellent. And you know, that's an excellent point, because through Google Earth, we can see all the topography and all these mountains. And can you imagine how awesome that's going to be, Nathan, travel and just being able to, here in Florida, it's a little bit like the millennium. We have no mountains here, okay? <laughs> so if someone comes to Florida, they'll see that we're on level ground. And that's sad. I, I like Miami and here <laughs> in Dallas, it's flat as a board too. And, and you know, that's, that, it that's has its own beauty, but I love the mountains. And to think that the topography of the earth primarily seems to be plains. The Bible talks over yeah. and over again about the plains of the earth and how Jerusalem is raised up. And if that's the case, then that means, I think, there's a, there's a spiritual reason for that, because historically, the worship of idols was done in the mountains, in the high places. And God is going to make sure that there's only one high place in the Millennial Kingdom, and that's where Jesus rules and reigns from Jerusalem. You know, Nathan, that is a very good point. And today our eyes are everywhere but on the Lord, right? We're always looking up to the high mountains of this world, and how nice it is that someday the only thing we'll be able to look up to is Jesus once again. Amen. Very well said. So Nathan, again, this is very exciting. For those of you that may just tuned in, you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy, TV Radio Edition, Big Baptista, Nathan Jones, as we're looking at a verse by verse, starting through the book of Zechariah, chapter 14. Those of you that are watching us live via social media, TV, continue to post your questions or your comments for us, and uh, we'll be more than glad to take those as well as we continue to journey through uh, these incredible verses. So thank you, Nathan. Yes, let's move on. Uh, verses, the next verses again, powerful verses. Well, the section 12 through 15 uh, covers, again, we're, we're going back and forth. It's right. like Jesus is so excited to tell us about the Millennial Kingdom that he's talking about his victory, but ah, he wants to get on and talk about the Millennial Kingdom. But now he goes back and the Holy Spirit gives exactly. Zechariah the message about, well, what's going to happen to the armies that attack Israel? When Jesus comes and he defeats these, these armies of the Antichrist, how is he going to do it? And verses 12 through 15 tell us how he's going to do it. And they read, And this shall be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the people who fought against Jerusalem. And this category, here we go. 
Their flesh shall dissolve while they stand on their feet. Their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets, and their tongues shall dissolve in their mouths. And it shall come to pass in that day that a great panic from the Lord will be among them. Everyone will seize the hand of his neighbor and raise his hand against his neighbor's hand. Judah will also fight at Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the surrounding nations shall be gathered together, gold and silver and apparel in great abundance. Such also shall be the plague of the horse and the mule and the camel and the donkey and all the cattle that will be in those camps. So shall this plague be. Wow. Nathan, over and over we see the word plague coming up here. Now, it's been a lot of interesting commentaries uh, regarding what the situation uh, uh, is. Some people have talked about maybe nuclear devices, nuclear exchange, and, and how when you detonate a nuclear device, it sort of melts the, the people. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, it, since it's coming from Jesus, I don't think it's nuclear in nature, like from man, that is. Uh, sure. By the time we get to the end of the tribulation, the world is, is so destroyed, the Antichrist would have run quite a number of wars mm -hmm. that have devastated the earth. If he's got a nuclear arsenal left, I'd be pretty amazed. Uh, but no, this is Jesus Christ himself, because it says, the Lord will strike all the people. So this is yes. Jesus himself when he comes down. Now, Jesus doesn't have to swing a sword. He exactly. doesn't have to do karate. You know, he's not <laughs> shooting guns. Oh, man, that, I, was, that, I was hoping for that. You were hoping for that. No. Yeah, it says that the word of the Lord, it, it, the sword that comes out of his mouth is the imagery in Revelation. That's right. His own word. When it says that God holds all things together, he really does. I mean, that's not just a poetic license. He just speaks, and the people fall apart. Mm. He releases their molecular bonds or something. So I think of that. You've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Absolutely. And do you remember when that Nazi opens up the Ark of the Covenant and he melts? <laughs> it was a while ago, but yes. You, you bring it, it was, back yeah. I mean, it, was, it was something that stuck in your mind as a, if you saw it as a kid like I did. Yes. And uh, you saw the guy just melt. And of course, you found out behind the scenes it was a wax dummy and then they just sped <laughs> off the camera. But... This is what it's going to look like as all these soldiers who want to fight Jesus Christ, they'll just, as they're standing there, they're going to melt. Now, also, it says a, a, a great panic from the Lord will be among them. I guess so. I mean, after all, their people are melting around you. <laughs> and it says that all of a sudden he gives them this, this urge to, to fight each other. So not only is God melting the people, mm -hmm. but the armies are killing each other in the process, which is... Very uh, much the ironic that God uses throughout the Bible where he turns an army exactly. against its own ally. And so we see not only are they melting, but they're killing each other, and then there's a plague on all their animals that they might be using. Now, bear in mind it's the end of the tribulation. There's so much destruction. There's a good chance that there, while there will still be some tanks and jeeps and things, I'm sure a lot of the people will still be stuck using animals to mount an attack and all, whatever animals are involved, they will have a plague upon them as well. And so by those three devices, mm -hmm. Jesus defeats an entire army all by himself. Isn't that amazing? I was only kidding before because, you know, every time we watch these movies like The Lord of the Rings, we feel like we want to pick up a sword and get in there and help Jesus out, right? Yeah, you know, that's going to be the frustrating thing for us. We are the armies following Jesus, right? <laughs> out of the heavens... Uh, Revelation says that we'll be fallen on white horses, we'll be wearing white robes, which represents our new purity in Christ, and we will watch Jesus defeat the largest army ever. Now, we're told that the Valley of Jezreel, where this will be happening, this is what's Armageddon. We are 
actually talk about Armageddon here, is that from Mount Carmel north uh, down all the way to Jerusalem, uh, that's, uh, I believe it's 185 miles, I have to double check that, but the blood from these armies yes. will reach as high as a horse's bridle, so about four feet. So if you're thinking you're filling a valley of 180 some miles, have four feet of blood. This is whatever person is left on the planet is gathered to attack Israel. And Jesus, by himself, by himself, defeats this army. And Nathan, I believe that's Revelation 14 around there that gives us those, deta those details. But it, it is an amazing thing. And that's why I'm so glad that you uh, brought, uh, we're bringing this out. Because oftentimes that we see a plague from the Lord, well, it's different than what we think today. Today we're dealing with Zika and some other viruses. <laughs> Yeah, but this is nothing like it. This is God Himself, Jesus Himself, coming to fight against those that have caused wickedness in this earth for so long. And I have a picture here of Dr. Reagan's book, Wrath and Glory. And on this picture, of course, Jesus has an actual sword. But the reality is that He's going to use His word that's going to come out of His mouth. Yeah, I mean, He does show up looking like a, a soldier. It talks about His breastplate and His weapons and all that. But he has no need for them. Exactly. Now, I think that should be encouraging to people because we see Satan continually winning ground. It seems, excuse me, like Christians can't win a single social battle out there now. We're losing the culture. Uh, people are rebelling against God throughout the planet. Right. And we think that God is impotent. But he's just waiting. Mm -hmm. He is waiting for the time when he comes. And so when you think of Satan, well, you know, some people even equate Satan with Jesus and equal in power. That's nonsense. nonsense. Satan is nowhere near as powerful as Jesus. Jesus by himself defeats all the armies. Not even Superman can go and defeat all the armies of the world in those comic books. And people look up to Superman, which is crazy. And there's the real deal. There is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And he comes and he defeats them and he sets up his kingdom. And the rest of chapter 14 gets back into the millennial kingdom and talks about how his kingdom is set up and how the world will worship him. Ooh, praise the Lord. And Nathan, we'll probably uh, take uh, that portion of scripture on our, next, uh, on our next teaching here. But I do want to encourage those that are watching and those that are listening, although this might seem like fantasy, although this might seem like something out of a movie, the reality is this is something that is coming. And that's why it is so crucial for those of you that are watching, those of you that are listening, to have a real relationship with Jesus Christ. The good news is the following. If you have placed your trust in Jesus Christ, you have nothing to worry. You will not see the tribulation. You will not be part of this battle. As a matter of fact, we believe those who place their trust in Jesus Christ are going to be seeing this from the balcony of heaven. Like Nathan said, we're going to be coming with him. So we want to encourage you today to turn to Christ while there is still time. God loves you. God has a plan for your life. And Nate, as we do every week, maybe there's someone watching on the other side and they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Would you be able to lead them in a way in how they can start that relationship with the Lord even right now? Well, it's like uh, any good person who realizes they've come to the end of the rope, they surrender, they ask for help. And we need to realize that we are fallen, we are sinful, we are in rebellion against God with our thoughts and our minds and our heart and our actions. And we need to surrender our lives to Jesus Christ. And you do that, surrender to Him by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You pray from your heart something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus promises that He will do just that. He will cleanse you of your sins. 
He will make you pure and holy before the Father in heaven, and you'll be able to stand with Jesus one day. You'll be part of that army that rides back with Jesus and sees his victory, and you will spend eternal, eternal life with Jesus in uh, his kingdom. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, offer that Jesus gave, and they paid for that by dying on the cross for your sins. He took that punishment that was meant for you and put him on their self. But it's a free gift, and you still have to ask for it, and you do that by surrendering your life to Jesus. Mm, excellent point. And those of you that maybe have tuned in, maybe wherever you are, maybe you pray in your heart, honestly, to receive the Lord. Uh, we would love to hear from you. If you get a hold of us at 305-992-9537, let us know. Give us your name and address, and uh, we'll send you a Bible so that we can celebrate this relationship that you have just started with the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. So very exciting uh, what, what the Bible has to say, the good news, what awaits the Christian, and we're very excited regarding that. Also, we want to thank those of you that have been tuned in to our program live, Sherry Baker uh, and some others there, and uh, for your questions there and uh, your comments. We really appreciate your prayers as well. Uh, so Nathan, as we get ready to wrap up, this is an exciting passage. The closing of Zechariah is also very exciting. We'll take that up on our next um, on our next segment of the program. But again, okay. Nathan, uh, you, you and I believe that, uh, again, we've seen some incredible signs of the times, right? That let us know how close we might be. And we are getting very close to the Lord's return. That's a whole other teaching series of That's signs of the end <laughs> But, hey, maybe you've got the idea for our next topic. <laughs> there we go. Well, Nathan, I really appreciate you, uh, again, sharing this incredible, uh, through this incredible passage in Zechariah 14. And, and it's always great to have you on. And I pray that uh, you have an awesome week. Thank you, brother. God bless. Thank you, Nate. And of course, for those of you that are watching us live, you're tuned in to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition with Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. You can get a hold of us at 321 End Time, 321-363-8463 for any of prayer. And of course, we want to thank you for being part of the program. And Lord willing, uh, we will be back next week. And uh, you can follow along with us in the following segments as we close Zechariah chapter 14. So may the Lord bless you. Have a wonderful day. May Jesus keep you.